The following podcast contains adult language and an abundance of salt. So get your revenge tales ready, nerds. We're talking about Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Hey everyone, welcome to the Salty Nerd Podcast. My name is Matthew Kadish, and I will be hosting this edition of the SNP. Uh, our regular host, Alex, is out with a family affair, so you get me instead. <laughs> Yay. With me, as always, is my fantastic panel of nerds, starting with the love of my life, the uh, peanut butter to my jelly. Bader. Uh, yes, Matt Bader, 74. <laughs> how are you doing, buddy? Good, how are you, bud? <laughs> How's that beard coming I in? I feel very special today. Yeah. You know, it's coming. It's coming along. Yeah. We haven't seen you for a while. What, yeah. what have you been up to? I've been uh, moving and working graveyard shift. I decided to move to a different apartment. And right in the middle of that nonsense, work rose. The old, hey, we need you to work a couple of weeks of graveyard <laughs> at me. And I'm just like, my world was just turned upside down for about three weeks. So it was just impossible to do this well we're happy you're back man i'm, I'm glad i'm back yeah. too do you think it was a conspiracy do you want to take revenge on the people who wronged you no no I'm okay <laughs> and at least if i did take revenge it would be better than this yeah. movie it would be much more interesting so save yeah. it and uh <laughs> vader's love of his life uh, Ju -ju -ju, how you doing yes uh, what vader didn't tell you is that he has left his wife and home and moved in with, with kadish Whoa. and i no i'm kidding <laughs> going to get me in trouble. <laughs> you, you, you can't go to their house anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, I get it. I understand. Yeah, we, we've adopted there. <laughs> he sleeps just, right between us. Yeah, he's just on our couch constantly. He's eating our food and making long distance phone yeah, calls. I was, I, was, I was just up in the kitchen getting a drink and Katie's are like, sure, just get into French, whatever you want. So, yeah, I will. <laughs> Make yourself at home. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, welcome, Jude. Thank you. And uh, so today we are talking about the new, well, as of this recording, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, which just premiered on Amazon. But before we get into it, we're going to take a quick break to listen to some sponsors. So we'll be back right after this. Hey everyone, welcome back. And as always, be sure to check out saltynerdclub.com if you want to go check out our Patreon page. Uh, we have a bunch of different tiers and a bunch of really cool rewards that we give uh, paying Patreon members. So if you want to help support the podcast, we don't make a whole lot of money doing this, but we love it. And uh, all the money we get goes back into the podcast so that we can uh, get new equipment and continue to bring you guys all the salt that you've come accustomed to continue to pay for the movies. We have to watch it. Yeah, order to yeah, we, we do spend a lot podcast. of money on movies to talk <laughs> Wait, about on what, this podcast. What? Yeah. Who do um, I send my uh, Amazon bill to? <laughs> <laughs> you can send it to put it uh, on your wish list. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, if you want to help support us, go to saltynerd.com or saltynerdclub.com and uh, yeah, sign up for one of the, the tiers. Vader, uh, what type of tiers can they sign up for over there? Well, there's the $3 tier, which is, you know, your your basic stuff. And there's the $5 tier, which is your basic stuff plus a little bit more. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, 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 but we put out uh, weekly we, outtakes know, we, videos we, we get, and stuff yeah, like that. Outtakes videos, photographs. Yeah, um, it's fun. Someday I'm going to have a little care package to send people, but that seems to be taking longer than I want because 
Yeah. So help, so help us grow our following and our community over there at saltinerclub.com. We really appreciate it. So let's get back to Without Remorse. Uh, Jude, what is this movie all about? Okay. 2021, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Rated R with a runtime of one hour, 49 minutes with a budget of mmm, and it made mmm <laughs> at the box. <laughs> uh, well, it. It was not in theaters, so Correct. it's an Amazon original. I couldn't even find the budget for it, though. Yeah, I couldn't either, but I, I want to say it's probably in the 60 to 80 million. Okay, that sounds fair. Here's the synopsis. John Kelly is a Navy SEAL, a husband, and about to become a father when a group of Russian assassins kill his pregnant wife. A botched attempt to kill him, he's consumed by revenge. He pursues the killers and uncovers a sinister plot starting with the CIA to ignite a war with Russia. While tracking the people responsible for his wife's death, he does a lot of murders and is now a wanted man in his own country. He makes a deal to finish the mission and then come back and do his time. Turns out he was never supposed to survive that mission, so instead he goes on the mission, fakes his death, and goes ghost. He figures out where the plot to start a war originated, gets a confession, and uses his knowledge as leverage to get his CIA friend to get him a new identity, John Clark. Also, spoilers. <laughs> Man, I'm really glad you just explained all that to me. <laughs> because I didn't pick up on any of that shit watching this movie. Yeah. So, so you know what's funny is, is, so the plot for this movie is that there are um, Washington bureaucrats who want to start a war with Russia in order to bring the country together and unite them against a common enemy instead of infighting within themselves. Mm -hmm. And I literally on Saturday had a conversation with Vader yep. where he was talking about the exact same yep. thing. And he hadn't even seen this movie yet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So you want to yeah. explain that? that we're all fighting the, each the, other. The last time this country felt like we were living in the same country was on nine 11 mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. and half the country that's alive right now. Wasn't even alive for that. Yeah. seems like they don't remember. There's no, there's no national yeah. pride about stuff right now. We're all worried about cops doing their fucking job and being BLM bullshit. You know, it's yeah, just, and, it's and, nonsense. Instead of white nationalists, it's, it's like a different country that all Americans can unite yeah. against type thing instead of an ideology. Yeah. Basically they're trying to make a Pearl Harbor 9-11 yeah. kind of thing happen. And that there's national pride there behind that stuff. And it's a, it's a weird thing to try to explain, but it's not, it's not an un- it's, it's not, it's not a wrong, um, Un idea. Unheard of. idea. Yeah. Yeah. But the way they just, go about doing it's it, weird. it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I need to give some background about this movie that you guys probably aren't aware of. Okay. So this movie was produced and developed by Akiva Goldsman. If you don't know who Akiva Goldsman is, he's kind of one of the guys behind the, the new generation of Star Trek. Oh. Um, and he also wrote Batman and Robin, which almost single-handedly destroyed the Batman franchise. Okay. What is wrong with this guy? The one with the nipples? <laughs> yeah, the, okay. the bat nipples. And, uh, well, he actually ended up winning an Oscar for the screenplay for A Beautiful Mind, and that kind of saved his career. Okay. Um, and since then, he's teamed up with Alex Kurtzman and uh, those guys to, you know, do a bunch of stuff for for Paramount Pictures or, or CBS Viacom. And uh, basically, uh, Paramount Pictures owns the um, rights to a lot of Tom Clancy stuff. Um, uh, it's been one of their big you know, money makers over time. And so he came on board to develop the John Clark character, who is a part of the Jack Ryan verse, I guess they call it. And, um, question. 
Yes. Okay. The Jack Ryan show, show right? Mm-hmm. That just came out like within the last couple of years with um, John Kras- Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't Netflix put that out? No, that was Amazon. It was Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So to give you some. What studio? Some, was it? It was Amazon. Okay. It was an Amazon original series. Okay. But it's done through Paramount. And okay, so, that's my question. So basically what happened was they developed this movie. Um, they've been trying to get this movie made since like 1995. And for the longest time, like they've been trying to cast it. Like originally Keanu Reeves was going to be John Kelly. Um, really? Yeah. And okay. then and then like it went through like a bunch of different iterations. And finally it got going with Michael B. Jordan. And this is meant to be the first of a duology of movies because in the Tom Clancy novels, so like this is like John Clark's or John Kelly's um, kind of origin story mm-hmm. without remorse. And then he goes on to do Rainbow Six, which is the Tom Clancy novel that spawned like a bunch of really popular video games about tactical uh, stuff. And, rain- and the Rainbow, like I guess organization, uh, basically is an is an anti-terrorist squad that goes out internationally and fights terrorism. And uh, the designation Rainbow Six is John Clark's designation. He's kind of like the leader of of this group. Okay. Another question. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So um, it's, it's clear by the end of this movie that this is an origin story for this um, Tom Clancy character. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there source material that is this story? Yeah. So there's a novel called Without Remorse that Tom oh, okay. Clancy wrote. Okay. And that's what this movie is based off of. However, the only thing that this movie has in common with the novel is the fact that it has John Kelly and he was a Navy SEAL. Everything okay. else, nothing to do with the novel. Okay. <laughs> Probably and tell. then going forward in the in the John uh, Tom Clancy universe, this character becomes John Clark moving forward in everything, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So he's he's kind of the main character in the Rainbow Six um okay. series of, of stories. And, and so, there's books and video games. Yeah. So the video games for Rainbow Six are more popular than the book ever was. But um that makes sense. But they're the 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 Rainbow group has a lot more franchise potential. Okay. So basically this movie was meant to lead into a Rainbow Six movie. And originally Paramount Pictures was going to release this as a theatrical release. It was just going to be a standalone, like big budget summer movie type thing. And when COVID happened and all the theaters got shut down, Paramount, unlike some of the other studios that decided to sit on their new releases and put them out on their own streaming service, decided to like, you know, money in hand was better than future money. So they basically decided to start selling off their movies to different streaming platforms in order to recoup their investment um, quicker as, you know, nothing got released over COVID. And what they did was they sold like a series of their movies to Amazon. So Amazon bought Coming to America, you know, the the sequel to Coming to America. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was originally going to be a theatrical release through Paramount as well. And Paramount also sold them this movie. And uh, Amazon has the, you know, Jack Ryan TV show. And so now I think the plans might have morphed from making this into like a series of movies with Michael B. Jordan as the character into a crossover between this movie and the Jack Ryan show going forward where they'd actually bring Michael B. Jordan on to reprise the role as a member of the show. Okay. Because if you remember the, um, the female um, character in this that, um, that leads the, the SEAL team, her name's Greer? Karen, Karen Greer. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, she's basically the niece of, uh, 
of Jack Ryan's mentor, the James Earl Jones slash, okay. you know, a black Muslim character. Um, and so like they set that up kind of in this movie as well. I don't know like how much of this was like kind of reshot once, you know, they sold the movie off to kind of fit in with Amazon's plans for Jack Ryan. But uh, yeah, so th this movie is basically meant to be a lead up into uh, the Rainbow Six series. Okay. And so that could be its own show. It could be huh. like an, its own movie. Uh, we just don't know. I suppose like I have another question. Yeah, go ahead. Did you like this movie? No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I, don't uh, think, I don't think any of us did. We haven't talked about it. Okay, so I, I was out of town this past weekend and I watched this um, in, like during my flights. Um, <laughs> and I fell asleep the last um, maybe 15 minutes. So um, I had to rewatch. You know, that, that's interesting to me because my wife watched this movie with me, right? Uh -huh. She fell asleep with 30 minutes left. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm out. <laughs> I, yeah. like, okay. I, I, I did not want to watch this movie, yeah. but because it was in the, like the Jack Ryan universe, I was like, okay, maybe it'll be good. I yeah, didn't want to watch. You like the show. Yeah. Right? I didn't want to watch Jack Ryan either, but I ended up really liking it. So I was like, let me give this a chance. I might end up liking it. Um, but just right off the bat, this is not a movie that was made for Jude. <laughs> Same universe as Hunt for Red October and stuff, right? Well, Hunt for October is kind of its own thing right now but you know you also have the series of uh um harrison ford um jack ryan movies right. mm -hmm. but all that's all the movies that came before the jack ryan tv we show are slate. kind of its own thing yeah. really so this isn't like yeah. same same universe no it's like alternate universe i mean it's part of the clancy verse in the sense that like you know all the tom clancy books have these reoccurring characters through right. them because and john clark and some of the characters from this movie have appeared in um the the jack ryan movies with Harrison Ford and stuff, mm -hmm. but this is not related to the the slate of okay. Jack Ryan movies that's come before it. Okay. So that the, was the impression that I got too. Yeah. There were, there were plans to kind of like cross it over with um, Jack Ryan shadow recruit where um, Kevin Costner was like his mentor and stuff like that. But that kind of fell through, I think. Okay. So this is its own, this was going to be its own thing, but now that Amazon has acquired it, I think there are plans in the works to kind of start cross pollinating between this and the Jack Ryan. I show. think that would be a great idea. Um, I think Michael B. Jordan is great in, in all of his he, roles he, that he you know, does. I, I'm, I'm surprised his back is in good enough shape after carrying this movie. Uh, Cause he's the he only part about lot. this movie that actually any good. I didn't even really think he was that great. I thought, I thought he was, I think he did a lot with what he had. Yeah. Um, and I also, um, I, I liked the Greer character. She, I thought she was believable. Did you know that she really, was like, she was in her second trimester of pregnancy no, during the entire shoot? I didn't. I, uh, I thought she was completely unbelievable. Everyone else, I mean, Guy Pierce is phoning it in through this whole thing. Um, and and it was boring. Also, the minute I saw Guy Pierce, I was like, he's the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> you immediately know he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 I just you're like, go, why would you cast Guy Pierce if he's not the bad guy? Right. I just go, uh, female SEAL Captain Commander. Yeah, the, no. the, there's only ever been like I never, think, never. I think there's, there's, two no. two female seals in history, and they were not like team leaders. Uh -uh. So this was kind of odd. Although, like the actress who plays that character, like I've seen her in other stuff before, and I've, I've never really thought that she's a very good actress. Um, it's kind of I, weird. I just see just typical Hollywood diversity bullshit. Let's put a woman in a role meant for a man. And see what happens. Yeah. That doesn't work. But um, I think my biggest problem with this movie is that like it doesn't use any of the source material at all. But I can kind of see why they didn't do it. Because in the original Without Remorse book, 
it's actually much more of a kind of like, like we just watched the movie, nobody. And, Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen movies like the Punisher and and stuff like that. It was very much like that in the sense that, um, John Kelly, his girlfriend, Pam, who gets pregnant, she was a former prostitute that he kind of like rescued from the streets and, you know, kind of got her off drugs and, uh, got into a relationship with her. And in the book, her former pimp tracks her down and his gang members all like, like kill her. And so he decides to go after them for revenge. So he starts going on like, you know, a death wish style, you know, murder spree and the CIA better already. The CIA recruits him to go and rescue some Vietnam POWs um, because he's familiar with the area and he tracks this gang's like drug supply to Vietnam. So he's like, yeah, I'll go rescue these POWs while he's also got like another plan to destroy the, the drug supply for this gang. Uh, so he's going to hit him where it hurts. That movie sounds good. And so he goes, he rescues the POWs, he destroys the drug supply, then he comes back and he kills the rest of the gang members. And that's when uh, the CIA basically recruits him full time so he can stay out of jail because Jack Ryan's father, who is a Baltimore police detective, is the guy who catches him. And uh, then the CIA is like, no, we need this guy. And so there's that Jack Ryan um, connection right there. And then um, John Clark shows up later on in other Jack Ryan novels and he's part of the CIA and he runs this rainbow group. And so like, that was the, the basics of the source material. And this movie uses none of that. Instead, they replace it with a very convoluted conspiracy plot to yes. create war between Russia and stuff like that. And that whole scene in the jail, that was just nonsense. <laughs> so you want to explain what the scene is? Okay. I can try. <laughs> um, so he, he tracks down, um, this one guy who has information and he sets the guy's car on fire and then jumps into the car with him and gets the guy to like, tell him what he knows. He he gives up a name, gives up a name. Then he kills that guy, gets out of the burning car and they immediately arrest him. They put him in this prison and he knows that he's not going to survive this prison. So he's got to come up with a plan to get out of the prison. Yeah, Whoever's behind the conspiracy (laughs) knows that, He's in this prison and is going to try to make moves to kill him. Yeah. So he kidnaps one of the guys that was there to kill him and he puts water on the floor. So, so there's a scene where he's in his cell. Yes. And the police are like, you know, you know, come out of your cell. And he's like, no, come get me. And he's like getting ready for a fight. And so these guys in riot gear come in like three of them and yeah. he takes them all on, on his own. Well, he, yeah. puts, he puts the water on the floor. So it's slippery. Yeah. And harder for them to get traction. Only yeah. they can slip on it though. Well, yeah, but you know, it's just, uh. yeah. But anyway, so he ends up taking one of them hostage uh-huh. and the rest. Does of, he kill the other ones? No, I think he just knocks them out. Okay. But, but he's got one of them hostage and he's getting ready for like a whole new group of them to come rushing in. And he's basically going to go down fighting. That's his plan. And then, uh, one of the, um, uh, CIA people. Yeah. So like they send in a U.S. Marshals group and they hand the guy, they hand him a phone and they're like, Hey, we're the good guys. Yeah. We're going to get you it's, out of there. It's for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, basically, you know, he get, gets sprung from prison. He goes and meets with like the, the top brass of the CIA and uh, Guy Pierce, who's the secretary of defense. Mm-hmm. And they come up with this plan to send them into Russia to get evidence of this conspiracy that the Russians basically killed his assault team 
Yes. Like a SEAL team in retaliation for but something. But like not even all of them because Greer's still alive and that Ritter guy is still alive. Mm. They killed like a few members of that team and then John Kelly's pregnant wife. Yeah. And um, so basically, you know, they're basically look, making it look like the Russians retaliated for this mission that they do at the beginning mm. of the movie. And because it was an attack on U.S. soil, it could be a prelude to war. And so they send them to Russia to try to find the guy that John Walker actually saw at his house the night that they tried to kill him. And like the way that they killed the other two members of the team was ludicrous. It was like a van just drives down the road well, the and van, like runs this the, guy over. The van just like appeared out of nowhere. Appears out of nowhere. It's like, oh, and it's see just that like going coming? through this neighborhood. And then I think it's probably the same van later is in just stuck in traffic in front of this guy and the back door is open. These guys get out, they shoot him to death. And then what? You're still stuck in traffic, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was weird. So regardless of all that stuff, um, basically John Clark and his SEAL team, along with the CIA, uh, have to go out to Russia and in Russia, they, they track down the the guy who was like behind it, who's supposed to be this big Russian FSB guy. Mm -hmm. But it turns out he's actually a CIA guy pretending to be a Russian guy. And he set, he kills himself for the cause. All you have to do is die. Yeah. And, and basically it was all a setup to, to have a, an American military team uh, found in Russia operating on Russian soil so that they ratchet up the possibility for another war. But because they are so resourceful, uh, they're able to escape and prevent that from happening. And on their way back to the America, the CIA guy kind of comes up with a plot to fake um, uh, Kelly's death mm -hmm. and have him, you know, kind of operate as a ghost to figure out, you know, who's behind this stuff. And it's kind of funny because the guy who plays um, the the CIA dude uh, in this movie, uh, his name is Jamie Bell. He was the thing in Fanforstic, which um, Mike, uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, was Johnny Storm in. <laughs> huh. If you remember that. So I did not watch movie. that. Yeah. So that they were in Fanforstic together. So it was kind of funny. Like the entire time I was looking at that CIA guy, I was like, where do I know him from? I'm like, oh, that awful Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> so Vader, what did you think of this movie? <sighs> Again, just this movie didn't do much for me. What did you hate the most about it? Um, it was hard to follow. Yeah. It was poorly put together. I didn't, I, I didn't really get a grip on what was really going on until maybe the very end. I mean, like I said at the beginning, your synopsis was way better than well, thank you. this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, so, to, I had to like, I watched it and then I fell asleep at the end. So I rewatched the end. Yeah. And then yesterday while I was doing my notes, like I put it back on and was just kind of like scrolling through and I was like, Oh, I, I don't even know how to like. I, I felt this movie was hard to follow. It was I felt really hard was, writing a synopsis for it. It was everybody talked like this. You know, it was really hard to understand what they were saying because <laughs> because you know it was they were all low mumble talking. Uh -huh. the, the 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 soundtrack, the score for this movie was awful. It was just all these weird like noises that were just kind of interjected I didn't in even there, notice. and it was just it was just it was weird. I I just did not like this movie, I guess it, it was seemed like while they were filming it, they were like, I don't know, short on time or money. So they just started tearing pages out of the script because yeah. it's so hard. Like you said, it's so it's like, hard I, to I don't follow. Know, I, don't, I don't know how much it doesn't time. make a whole lot of sense. People just end up like now we're in Russia. Now we're in prison. Yeah. Now we're back in Russia. Yeah, now, now we're in a car 
Uh, it's so nonsensical. It's like I got bullet holes in him in the hospital and the next day I'm, you know, he's going fully through recovered. P- yeah. He's going through PT. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. So, so I actually fell asleep during this movie as well. The Aww. first time, um, and, and it was during the, um, the big shootout in the apartment complex in Russia. Okay. And so like, I had to like rewind and rewatch it. I did not have a problem following the story to this. I think it was a little bit too convoluted and there were definitely some pacing issues where mm-hmm. I feel like as soon as he started down the path of trying to find out who was behind getting his wife killed, um, it should have just been focused on that. And instead, yeah. like after he gets that name, he gets put in prison. So like the brakes are put on the it's forward just, momentum. It's a mess. Of the movie. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, it should have been a, a smaller, more personal story instead of this bride, wide ranging. Like, I totally conspiracy. agree with you. But that's Akiva Goldsman in a nutshell is like he's got to make these grand sweeping like stories that don't really belong. (laughs) (laughs) There there was one scene I really thought was kind of cool on a more of a movie making technical scale. Oh, was it when the plane was the plane crash was great. Yeah, that was really cool. How the plane slowly turned as that was getting ready to sink in down into the water and the, the camera stayed like in one parallel position. And then the plane sunk around it. If that was, that was cool. I like that. You know, but, but so like the weird thing about this movie is that the CIA was setting up these interactions with, with Russians where basically they weren't really Russians, but they were CIA people pretending to be Russian FSB mm-hmm. in order to make Washington think that Russia was making all these moves. And so uh, when um, the SEAL team is on that, it's on a, a, a commercial airliner going to Russia and they're all set to make this like special jump out the back of the cargo yep. uh, door of, of this commercial plane. And right before they're about to do it, these Russian military aircraft show up out of nowhere and tell them to turn around. And instead of like letting them turn around, they fire on them and sink this, this obviously civilian transport, even right. though it's not really a civilian transport. And so I'm just wondering, like, number one, they would never do that. You know, they, they would, you know, do things to try to get them to turn around uh, for like shooting them down because that's a big no, no. Um, but it also made me wonder, it's like, I thought that the CIA was the one orchestrating all this that would have to come from like the Russian government itself to shoot that plane down. Right. So, so there were a lot of things in this movie that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but the action in the movie was pretty good. Like, what did you guys think of, of the scene where Michael B. Jordan basically single-handedly takes on all these like Russian I, I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was fine. It was just, you know, your typical, um, action movie stuff. One guy taking on an army. (laughs) It was just, eh, whatever. Uh, Video is video game action. Yeah. Agree. And I think that if I had been able to enjoy the movie itself more that I would have been able to make that more believable. Um, I think it's pretty much par for the course with a movie like this. Like you have your main badass guy and he's just the badassest of all the badasses and that's fine. And I'm willing to like suspend my my disbelief and get on board with the story if the story is good. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't. So for me, it was just like an eye roll moment. Yeah. You know, the thing that always made Tom Clancy's stories interesting is that, um, they're all very based in realism in the Mm -hmm. sense that like, you know, he was so kind of meticulous with his research that when he wrote something, like you were like, oh, that's actually how it is. And so with Tom Clancy, you know, when you have like one guy taking on like all these, you know, assailants, 
Um, it's got to be very tactical. It's got to be very kind of like, you know, technically correct. And so see Michael B. Jordan be the guy who, you know, single-handedly takes on like all these Russians, like he's getting messed up as he's doing it, you know, uh, bullets are flying around, you know, all this other stuff. Um, I thought that was probably the best part of this movie, but then you see movies like, like we watched nobody, we watched, uh, John wick, you know, all, all these movies where you have one guy taking on multiple mm-hmm. assailants and they were all done better than this yeah. movie. Oh, I, sure. I, I feel like the realism actually hurt it because mm-hmm. it didn't make it as exciting as it could right. be. Yeah. You know, go watch nobody instead of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're going to talk I about I still nobody. haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. yeah we're we're going to do a focus review on it soon. I, and that's another movie that I did not want to watch. And I ended up really enjoying. Yeah. It's really good. Unlike this movie, I was actually really hyped for this movie. Like I was looking forward to seeing it. I, I, I love, I love the trailer. I, I really like John Clancy or Tom Clancy stuff. And, um, I was very disappointed. I, I thought that the story just wasn't very good. And the writing was just, it left something to be desired. I thought the acting was good. I liked how I liked the casting for the most part, but, um, yeah, it, it just, it didn't really do anything for me. And I feel like the setup for the rainbow six movie, like I would have rather they just started with rainbow six instead of doing this one, because yeah. I don't feel like they did a very good job with this. Yeah. And I feel like if you're going to do a, um, an origin story, I really want like who this character is to be set up really well. And it didn't really do that for me. So I didn't care. And now I don't really care about the next one. If they do a crossover with, um, Jack Ryan, like that show is really good. And I'd be interested to see where that went, but another, um, John Clark movie, I'm just not interested. Yeah. Well, the rainbow six movies or movie should be a little bit more action packed than this. Cause it's more of a straightforward good guys versus terrorists than it is like government conspiracy. I'm not an action movie person. So again, I'm going to stand by, I I, I don't care and I'm not interested. This is not made for me. Um, and it's clear. (laughs) What was it low budget enough for? (laughs) There was no camp, (laughs) no campiness. Yeah. Yeah, Zero (laughs) camp in this movie. All right. So, uh, let's do favorite moments and final thoughts or least favorite moments and final (laughs) thoughts, Vader. Um, my favorite moment was definitely the, the airplane crash scene. I, I don't know why it just, I thought it was cool. Um, this movie just felt kind of like a convoluted mess to me. It, it, it just, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I, I couldn't hear hear it half the time. Um, just not for me, man. Um, I was going to grade it probably two stars, mm-hmm. you know? zero interest in it going forward. So yeah. they didn't so, sell me on it. Jude, um, least favorite moment and reading. Oh, Vader, what was your reading? Two and a half? Two, two. two. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like I said, um, when I'm watching something like this, if the story is good, I can suspend my disbelief in, enough to get on board with like how badass your character is. Um, but however, I was unable to do that with this movie. And like my least favorite scene is the scene where he gets the confession from Guy Pierce and then he murders him and he's just holding his breath the whole time until like Greer's like on the window and then she gives him some air. It's been like eight minutes, man. <laughs> so I just thought that was so stupid. And then they they show that like, oh, we we were recording him the whole time. And you're at the bottom of the sea. 
It was stupid. Yeah. And the idea that, you know, he couldn't have been killed from the impact of the car going over that bridge into the river. Yeah. I mean, like, well, that, water, that there was, was soft, a lot that you there, have to There was suspend. a very risky, that was a very risky maneuver. Yeah. And, and, and plus, like, he, he's like, you're going to say her name, Pam, before you die. Yeah. And, and so, like, for? And, and, and so, like, he keeps saying, like, say her name, say her name. And, and he, he said, Guy Pierce is sitting there drowning. And, like, if I was in that position, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to say her name. I'm dead anyway. Yeah. 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 You. yeah you're, you're killing me anyway. But he's just Lion. screaming the name Pam and then he dies. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, but don't watch this movie. It's stupid. Um, Gosh, it's close to a one-star crap fest for me. Um, it did not hold my interest. I didn't want to watch it in the first place. I'm going to try not to hold that against it. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'll I'll give it two stars or two Navy SEALs out of five. Um, for me personally, it's a one-star crap fest, but I, I try not to base my my ratings on just what I personally like. Um, it looks good production value wise, but the story is a mess. It's all over the place. If all you want is a turn your brain off action movie, I guess it's fine. I don't even think it's that. Um, but if you're looking for a good story or something that you can get invested in, um, or something close to the source material. This is not it. This was, I, a, this was a, I have to turn my brain on and really pay attention hard. I do not recommend this movie it. at all. I think it's, it's a, it's a good skip. Just skip it. There you go. It's not a very good Tom Clancy movie. I feel like they kind of basically took the title of the book and the basic concept and then did something completely different with it. Yeah. Um, like I said at the beginning of this, that they, didn't use any of this other than the character's name and, and the title um, and the fact that his you know girlfriend gets killed. Um, but uh, I'd have to agree with the both of you. This is definitely like a solid, like two conspiracy theories out of five. <laughs> um, it's not good, but it's at the same time, I can't say it's terrible because it's a well-made movie. Uh, Acting is good. Um, it's just, it's very bleh. It's very it, bleh. Yeah. It, it's, it's not something that, when you're watching it, you're just like, yeah, this is exciting. I'm into this. You're just kind of like, when's the, when's this going to be over? And I think when you're watching something that's based on something by Tom Clancy, you're expecting something that has a lot more pow to it. And like, it's just, well, you know, you look at something like the hunt for October, right? And you guys go bananas over that movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the best movies ever made. And it's, it's so exciting and there's so many interesting characters and there's so much like, back and forth at play and like espionage and spy stuff. And have you never seen Con Air? I, I have. Yeah. Why? And you think Hunt for Red October is one of the best movies ever made? Yeah. Because Con Air is terrible. <gasps> How dare you? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, back me up, B. No. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no one will do that. Um, but uh, yeah. So like compared this movie with something like Hunt for Red October, it just doesn't hold a candle. And um but like the Jack Ryan TV show, even if you compare it to that, like that show is really well done. I really enjoy I that show. Um, and, you know, I, I'd even go so far as to say Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, which is the last Jack Ryan movie that was made. And it wasn't even based off of a Tom Clancy novel was better than this. So it was just more interesting. Um, this movie, I feel like it's a good start to something that could be cool, which I think was really the, the point to begin with is because this is really the launching pad for the Rainbow Six series that they want to do. Um, but I'm not hyped for Rainbow Six after watching this. Yeah. And that was a mid-credit scene on this thing too, where after the 
the main credits roll. Um, they oh show God, like I a, totally forgot about that. Yeah, they, they, they show like a little scene where... Oh, there's end credit scenes? Uh, yeah, yeah. So basically... He comes back. Yeah, so John Clark oh. comes back three years later. Okay. Uh, his CIA contact He's is... He's got is glasses a, now to show that time has passed. Yeah, he looks like Brother Muzone from The Wire. Um, <laughs> but uh, his CIA contact is now like the CIA director. And so like he pitches him his idea on, you know, a, a group that uh, does anti-terrorism stuff around the world. Mm -hmm. It's a multinational group and he calls it rainbow. And he's like, why'd you call it rainbow? And he's like, I have my reasons. That's personal. Yeah, that's personal. <laughs> and, right. and you're just like, well, okay. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't the type of like Marvel uh, studios type mid credit stinger where you're just like, Oh, I want to find out what happens after yeah. that. Like, like this thing. Yeah. You're just kind of like, Oh, okay. Rainbow. Go play the video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if nobody knew about the books or the video game, like that in credit scene would just like have no meaning to them whatsoever. I mean, like you, you're probably a good example of that. Yes, or, I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you think when you saw that? Didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. I think most credit scenes are more fan servicey. Yeah. They do them right. So. It's very true. All right. So we're all pretty much agreed that this is a two star meh fest. Yeah. Pretty meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's our discussion about Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, where can we find everyone on the socials, Matt Vader? Uh, you can find me at Matt Vader 74 on all things. So, all right. Yep. And Jude, where can they find you? You can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter and KadishBooks.com if you want to check out my Amazon page. And as always, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this, uh, this little discussion about uh, a very meh movie. And if you want to, <laughs> You know, see more of our stuff, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at saltynerdvideo.com. And as always, stay salty, my friends. I hate it when we're all on the same page because it's not fun. It's just <laughs> like, we all hate it. <laughs> I could have said I liked it, but I chose not to. That's why we salty need Alex me. because salty Alex would like be this. like, oh, it was so this good. You guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, if it's bad, salty would have liked it. Yeah.